if you've got pets that are having some issues, maybe with reflux, maybe with, um, you know, occasional varied stools where they're getting a little bit loose and they don't seem to be just thriving, um, then this is a useful addition which isn't going to cost the earth and isn't hard to find. The Pet Health and Happiness podcast from Bella and Duke, keeping you at the cutting edge of pet nutrition, behaviour and health with expert interviews, mythbusters and more to ensure your pet lives a long, happy, healthy life. This week, we have been asked by popular request to cover apple cider vinegar. What is apple cider vinegar? What are the benefits? What vitamins and minerals does it contain? And some other great facts which you never knew you needed to know. So if you're interested, please listen on. Dr. Brendan, welcome. Hi, thanks, Rowan. How are you doing? Ah, yeah, full of the joys of spring. Uh, looking forward to another informative podcast with yourself. Oh, awesome. Apple cider vinegar. It's, it's one of these things that a lot of people talk about. There are a lot of myths, a lot of legends. It's one of these things which is touted as the panacea for all ills. And in fact, in my opinion, jumping to the punchline, apple cider vinegar brings with it perhaps more benefits than most people realize. So, Brendan, before we go any further, what is apple cider vinegar and how do we make it? Okay, so any of the vinegars are really a, f a product of a ferment process. So <clears throat> just as we make wine and you get wine vinegars, it's basically from the fermentation that's gone beyond that initial phase. So for apple cider vinegar, it's made from cider. And, you know, ultimately there are a number of products that are available um, that, you know, one like this, which will come from your supermarket, uh, some like this, which will come from your health food store um, and you know, readily available. And the beauty of it is it's not expensive. So although you can get X number of supplements with, you know, really weird and wonderful you know, berries from outer Mongolia that you wouldn't you know, be able to normally get. And it's got all of the food miles on. And, you know, actually you can get benefits right at home from something that's really easily and readily available. Um, and so. You know, uh, there are some aspects to that that we're going to touch on today, which I would look out for. So don't just get, you know, any commercial uh, apple cider vinegar that's reconstituted with acetic acid or anything like that. You know, there are some other things that we need to look out for when you're purchasing your apple cider vinegar. Perfect. And the, that is something that we're going to cover Um because it's actually really important. A lot of people turn around and say, well, you know, some is better than nothing. Well, not really. Much like the omega-3 fats, quality is key here. Yeah, and, you know, I, th I think we've got to look at some apples are going to be sprayed with stuff to keep the pests off, to keep them from growing molds, to keep them from, you know, being affected by various diseases. Um, and so... You know, just trying to choose at least an organic version um, to reduce that level of pesticides uh, that's going to be used on that crop uh, is massively helpful. Okay, and they are, they are available, you know, even this one uh, from a supermarket, you know, just all you need to look out for is that it's an organic. Um, and the other part that I would say is also don't mind about the cloudiness. Okay, there is a sediment in the bottom of this bottle called the mother. 
And that's actually a really important part. And the only time I use uh, an organic apple cider vinegar without mother is if I'm going to use it topically um, because, you know, spraying it necessarily onto the surface of, of a wound or of a, um, a rash or a, an area of um, uh, yeasts, etc., can sometimes mean that you're just complicating it if you've got a sediment in there as well. Um, but when you're using it internally, that sediment is just so important. The pectins from the apples, you know, the, the skins, etc., which makes up that, the ferment, so all of the, the bits of um, uh, material that's in there are all adding to the benefits that apple cider vinegar gives into the diet. Okay. Well, we're going to cover the million-dollar question, which is what kind of apple cider vinegar should I be looking out for? And I think you've already covered this. Is Basically, organic is pretty much essential to avoid any of the pesticides, insecticides, or other kind of things which may have been put onto the apple and then accidentally got into the fermented apple cider vinegar. That's point one. Point two is if you can have it unpasteurized, that is the best. Unpasteurized with the mother. Why? Because whilst pasteurization, which is basically heat treating, brings with it some benefits, it also kills or removes or reduces a lot of the enzymes, which bring the benefits, a lot of the vitamins and a lot of the minerals. So what we want is ideally unfiltered, unpasteurized, organic. There we go. Brendan has got he's got the money shot. Um, <laughs> Brendan, so we've covered a few things there. Um, firstly, shall we just say what what are a couple of the main benefits of apple cider vinegar? Okay, so now when you use it topically, the one of the benefits is it acidifies the area. So there are certain bacteria and yeast that don't like that acidic environment. Okay, so we can clearly see that acidification has a, a huge benefit in reducing those populations and aiding the normal uh, microflora on the skin surface. However, we have to understand that that acidification process, when it's going internally, is much more limited. I mean, the stomach acid alone is going to be more acidic than apple cider vinegar. So you need to, yeah, many people think that that's the reason that it reduces yeasts within uh, the intestine. Well, actually, no, promoting the good bacterial growth is what really outcompetes those yeasts. I love this. Those are exactly the words I was thinking of. And I love, I love to think of this as a Game of Thrones castle. And you've got two tribes. And they can basically be composed of lots of different strains of bacteria. But if you basically look at it as strains of bacteria which are working for you and strains of bacteria which are working against you or aren't necessarily, doesn't mean they're evil, but they don't necessarily have your health uh, and happiness as their primary objective. What we're looking for are beneficial commensal bacteria which are promoted by these positive fermented foods like apple cider vinegar. And ultimately, they they promote such a and it's called surging or flooding when we have these massive especially overnight bacterial growths because they have the right compost 
which is the type of thing which we're putting in with apple cider vinegar, is it not, Brendan? Yeah, what we call a prebiotic. Okay. Exactly. And we, we get this beautiful out-competing. So really what we're doing is we're pushing out um, the less favorable bacteria. Next thing is, of course, there's some incredible vitamin and mineral benefits and um, promoting these beneficial gut flora and bacteria uh, creates a huge surge in B vitamins, doesn't it? Yeah, so again, remember, you know, people think about supplementing their diets with all of these um, B vitamins, but 99% of your B vitamins are made by your gut flora, okay, and put out into your system. You know, you don't need to take, if you've got good guts, okay, and good gut flora, that's what should be giving you your majority of B vitamins. Yeah, this is a commensal, um, uh, a symbiotic relationship that you have with these, this microflora within your, within your system. And it's the same for your pet. So remember that, that level of um, giving nutrients to you has to be enhanced wherever you can and, and apple cider vinegar is a great way there are look many other options with um other fermented material that could be used that can give that benefit and you know naturally they would come across that through you know coming across carcasses that have been fermenting you know that those are ways that they would naturally get some of that material however we're not in that environment and we want to give something that we would consider relatively safe <laughs> and and therefore you know using something like apple cider vinegar doesn't take time readily available even good quality like this one so, you know this was literally bought in a supermarket down the road okay this is not something that you have to search out for some special you know yeah. um health food store so it's readily available now so it shouldn't be something doesn't cost the earth um it is worth getting Okay, so uh, it promotes beneficial bacteria, it helps grow uh, a large degree of vitamins. And in fact, um, I remember speaking to the, those, we, I know we talk about basically probiotics, prebiotics, bone broth and apple cider vinegar in most, most instances. Um, I remember speaking to the inventor of Phytospore and he was explaining to me that one of the key benefits, it does aid digestion, obviously, doesn't it? Because it's an appetite stimulant in a similar way to the to bone broth. Uh, are there any other some key vitamins or minerals which pop into the party? Um, I've not really studied into the exact minerals that are within these. I really see it as... Um, a lot of that is just extra additions. The general diet will take all of those bits. And remember that as soon as you get apples from a different region uh, or you change the crop, how it's made, you know, how it's grown, uh, the, you know, all of that processing, what water may have been used within the process will all change some of those bits within it. So have a look at the, the various uh, apple cider vinegars that you can get hold of. Um, and yeah, I'm sure there will be differences between uh, those contents. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's put a flag in the ground. That was Dr. Brendan Clark artfully dodging the fact that he doesn't know the answer. <laughs> of course. And he referred to the scientific phrase, it will have different bits in it. <laughs> 
Chris, that pedestal is just a little lower than it was. It's not quite the pyramid I once had you on. Yeah, I don't know, actually. I'm guessing there must be some calcium and phosphorus, uh, the way it leaches stuff out of bones. I'm guessing there's some really cool magnesium in it. Um, I'm not sure about zinc. Um, I'm wondering whether or not there's the heart-healthy quinone ring-supporting things like K2 in it, simply because that comes out of fermented foods like natto. Yeah, but that's, um, you know, again, if you're supporting the gut flora, you're trying to get your gut flora to produce some of those vital vitamins, not necessarily trying to think that this is a multivitamin drink. No, no, I agree. Oh, vitamin C. It's high in vitamin C. Uh, well, that's interesting, as long as it's, you know, as you say, unpasteurized, um, you know, because obviously the more it's processed the lower the vitamin C and the vitamin C will go off. So we've covered a few points here, Brendan, which are really exciting. One is it acts as a really cool prebiotic and it helps beneficial bacteria outcompete things like pathogenic yeasts, like candida. Uh, you talked about using it topically, albeit not the filtered one. We're saying that it helps promote all of the B vitamins, depending on how it's produced. There's probably a lot of vitamin C in it as well. There's some essential trace minerals. I think we've kind of covered that. Is there anything I've missed? No, I think that's a really good rant. Do remember, there are some health food shop versions, okay, which will have other herbal additions in. Um, Ooh, you know, yes. so, so some of them will add, you know, this is one that has uh, orange licorice, um, uh, uh, cardamom and ginger just to help. So this is one that's for settling stomachs. Um, and that's an important thing to say, you know, when do we use this? Why do we need to use this? And certainly, if you've got pets that are having some issues, maybe with reflux, maybe with, um, you know, occasional varied stools where they're getting a little bit loose, and they don't seem to be just thriving, um, then this is a useful addition, which isn't going to cost the earth and isn't hard to find. Um, and you don't, you know, that's the basic one. And if you're still having some issues, yes, look at some of the herbal shop ones, which have um, those added herbs for settling the stomach and that can also help awesome i like that i like the fact that you've got some boutique uh high-end apple cider vinegars at your disposal and you bring them on this is what you bring to this party not only your endless <laughs> fount of knowledge uh but you yeah. can actually demonstrate how would we use it topically Okay, so um, I tend to use a filtered one, as I said earlier, because it doesn't have the sediment on there. Um, and literally, you can take a, a plant sprayer, um, pour, I generally pour one part of apple cider vinegar to about three parts of water into the plant sprayer, and then I'll spray it over the areas uh, and then dab dry afterwards. Brilliant. So when would you kind of use that? For instance, what what instances is appropriate to bring out the ACV plant sprayer combo? So if you're noticing uh, maybe your dog's licking its feet a lot and there's a lot of saliva staining, that sort of brownish staining on their toes where they've been licking excessively, um, just spraying it into that area. Again, you're encouraging um, the, the body to 
prefer the natural bacterial surface and get rid of any yeasts and uh, unwanted bacteria getting in there. Um, the other areas, particularly for dogs which have skin problems or yeast problems under the armpits, you know, in the groin, on, you know, any areas that get particularly hot and sweaty. And you can sometimes identify these as areas that have started to turn color, gone blackened, maybe a bit thicker, uh, and they smell slightly musty. And if you rub the skin, it feels slightly greasy to the touch. You know, those areas of lichenification uh, are areas that often are high in yeasts. And by using, you know, twice a day that spray, patting it on, you can topically um, reduce that inflammation, reduce that yeast irritation of the skin um, and get quite good results without going into systemic treatments. That is so good. I love the fact that, with, without sounding like some broken record, that Mother Nature hands us all of the tools pretty much if we're judicious with them and we're, we're kind of sage rather than... Uh, it's amazing. We can get 90% of the wins without even resorting to pharmaceuticals, which, you know, from a personal opinion, I love. I welcome pharmaceuticals in my life. They've saved my life a couple of times. They've saved my doggo's life once or twice. Thank you. Um, if we've got natural home remedies at hand and we know how to use them safely without compromising your or your pet's health, even better. Absolutely. And, and you know, there's even some copycats now. There's, there's some probiotic solutions that are coming out there that are actually using, you know, a very similar policy, uh, but they just apply, you know, it's already made up for you. You order it, you get it, and you just spray that directly onto your pet doing a very similar product. Uh, and they've done all of the testing to show the benefits that they get from that. So, you know, keep an eye out for those if you're unsure about what to use as the apple cider vinegar. Yeah, brilliant. Um, just as an aside, uh, from going in the sea repeatedly, and Kismet's got obviously quite teddy bear cashmere ears, one of them wasn't drying properly, and she kept having this gunky ear. And it was kind of, I didn't know if it was mites or something. I used a mixture of apple cider vinegar and aloe vera, which I put in with one of those syringes, obviously without a needle on, for twice a day for... I'd say four days, it cleared up straight away. And obviously I put in some other things there. Obviously there was some distilled water. There was a little bit of like essential lavender oil. Um, I, I, I validated it before experimenting, but it was amazing. She went from scratching her ear repeatedly to it being super clear. And she's just, you know, she's not been irritated constantly. That's the way I look at it. When you see your pets and they've got these yeast infections on the skin, whilst they're not complaining, they're constantly being distracted. They're constantly being dragged out of the present moment. They're constantly being distracted from being happy because they've got something which needs to be addressed, like a pain. Yeah, and it's definitely something we should talk about in another podcast is about chronic ear issues and ear issues and what you can use and how you should approach it because it's something, you know, having swimmer's ear or something that's constantly moist going down the ear and isn't able to clear, especially if they've got fluffy ears, can mean that you almost get trench foot. This is a yep. you know, consideration where they've just got constant moisture affecting the skin surface um, that leaves it 
effectively opened up in its structure and uh, able to be accessed by all those horrible bacteria and yeasts um, that, that just have a heyday. And not only that, the skin is wrapped in a lovely cone, keeping it nice and warm um, in that environment. Um, uh, and therefore, you'll end up just with that horrible ferment going on. You can interrupt that, as you rightly said, with those products um, and really try and bring things out. But just remember, yeah, adding that oil will remove some of that moisture uh, from that surface. The only thing that I would say, also really useful when you're making your bone broths, okay? So- Of course. You know, you've got your, when you start the process, add a cup of um, bone of this into your bone broth mix of three liters, okay? And then you can just at the very end, just before you're finishing your bone broth off, you know, especially with the fermented stuff, you then can, you know, add it again, just as it's cooling. Um, that adds to the mix, all of those beneficial um, uh, things that we've talked about today. Brilliant. Brendan, as ever, thanks for being you. Uh, thanks for being a, a leading light in improving pet health. Frankly, uh, everybody at Bella and Duke is incredibly humbled and grateful to have you working alongside us. Uh, it's very reassuring to know that we have the benefits of your extensive experience. Uh, so thank you. Thank you, Rowan. It's a pleasure as always. 